Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, all right. We've had quite a development as we welcome you back. Wow, wow. What a night. Woo. With Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plank. We're sitting in for Mike and Jason. Jason you forgot their names already. 220-221. Brent Venable's defense is a struggling. Ohio State's putting on a show. It's 42-21. And as soon as we went to break... Yep. Trevor Lawrence with the fumble turnover city. Ohio State looking for the knockout blow here. Wow. 
Are you not entertained, Arnie Spanier? I am. I'd be more entertained if Clemson would come back and make this a game. I'm shocked. I, I thought if, if Ohio State was going to win this game, it'd be a real close one. I never thought that it'd be a blowout like it is right now. And if they get a t- who would have think if they get a t- thought what if they get a touchdown now, they'd be up by four touchdowns. Uh, this is insane. You know, I was kidding around mostly about Fields moving up to the number one quarterback taken. Um, I don't know if I'm kidding around anymore. Yeah, no, you don't waste your time on that. Okay, I won't uh, waste my time you, on that. Yeah, don't, don't. He's do only thrown, what, four touchdowns? What, four or five touchdowns? I mean, Arnie, the, the Northwestern quarterback had a good game today. Are you going to move him up ahead of Trevor yeah, Lawrence? Yeah, but this is the playoff game. Stop. Game. Well, he's playing against Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor th- has thrown an interception, fumbled. He's uh, not looking so great out there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But, I mean, are you really going to change your opinion on one game? I mean, I'm, I'm being I'm being dead serious with you right now. I'm, I'm not, not changing. I'm not changing. I'm not changing my opinion on one game. But like I said, Ohio State's only played six games this year, um, and you kind of forget what happened pre-COVID. This has been a real tough year. I'm not sure. You know, you're looking at the whole body of work when you're, um, you know, when people are going to be debating this. That's that's my only opinion on that. Well, I'll say this. From uh, listening all week long, I thought that Justin Fields was going to drop out of the first round based on how, how some of y'all were talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't think there was a chance that he would even get drafted. I, I thought with the way some of you people were talking about him that he would have to end up being an undrafted free agent in order uh, to make a roster. But the I, Clemson defense holds. They'll get the football back here. Well, I guess the better question is going to be once the draft is over, the people are going to say that the Jets get the better of the quarterbacks if they True. get Fields and, and Jacksonville gets uh, Trevor Lawrence. Then that's what's going to be starting out there. You know, you know, I did find funny. I noticed this during the last review when they were trying to figure out whether or not Lawrence had fumbled or not. Turnover. Clemson uh, ends up getting the three and out. They'll get the football back. But they had an NFL draft promo. <laughs> and I kind of found that interesting. I was like, okay, I see you work at ABC. But they had the, uh, the draft listed as April 29th. And they were talking about the coverage on the NFL Network, ESPN, and ABC. So, I, hey, listen. They get it. They know that people watching right now are as intrigued as, as both you and I are by what could happen with Justin Fields and and knowing that Trevor Lawrence is likely going to be the number one pick, should be the number one pick, we still think, despite what happens tonight. But, hey, man, I, I like the opportunity. I like the little marketing they tried to slide in there to remind us that's coming up. And, you know, someone's going to say this. It's only a matter of time before someone says, well, Tua was a can't-miss, and look what's going sure. on with him. Um, who's to say that this Mr. Can't-miss is going to have the same problems? I, I like that you say someone whenever you and I do a show together on Sunday night, and that's been my consistent take with you for the better part of the last six well, months. Right. <laughs> because the same thing that people are saying about Trevor Lawrence now, I'm old enough to remember when everybody was telling me about Sam Darnold whenever he was going to be the can't-miss guy. Well, they that was me. That after, yeah. Yeah, they were saying that after his first segment, or his first segment, his first year as a starting right. quarterback. I mean, people wanted USC in the national championship game because he hadn't started the season, and then they went undefeated whenever he came in. People, as you said, Arnie, were saying the same thing about Tua Tungabailoa. So you're well, absolutely right. Well, when I say people, how about if I give you a name here? Who was the former um, GM of the Jets and the Dolphins? Uh, Tannenbaum, is that who it is? Mike Tannenbaum, yeah. Mike Tannenbaum, who came out and said, um, believe me, there may be some eyes for Fields, and he's talking about the Jets and the Dolphins, he said, um, that could be interested in him, meaning that Tua, uh, they may uh, certainly move on from him if he doesn't look like he's the, the quarterback of the future there. So as we put four fingers up in the air and we head to the fourth quarter with Ohio State up 42-21 to and Clemson facing what looks like it's going to be a fourth and in inches on that big hit by Hilliard. Uh, so fourth, fourth quarter, 
Big Ooh. time fourth down play coming up. Um, question. Are you ready to give up on Tua? I mean, it's basically been half a year. If if you win this game on Sunday, you're going to the playoffs. So are you ready to scrap it and try to move on from him and bring in a, a new guy at quarterback? I mean, already after this season? Can you ask me on Monday? Can I see what happens in the playoff game? Hey, tell me you've never been on a date and then known after one date that there's not going to be a date number two. That like, no, 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 no chemistry. Don't need a date number two, right? I've already seen six, seven games. I mean, you act like that. That's There's no sample size there. Sometimes you either make or break after that first date, you know? Do you, like, forget everything we talk about on the weekends? Because what do you tell me? You tell me that the show's tonight. The show is tonight. tomorrow night or next week. you got to come strong I, now on. I'll the tell you what's tonight. The, the show's tonight. No, I'm not ready to move on for okay. two. Unless, wait a minute. Unless. <laughs> unless. Um, it's for Trevor, and then I'm ready to move on. So, yeah, so that, that's the way it's got to work for me. No, I'm not ready to move on from Tua unless you're going to give me Trevor Lawrence. Then I'm going ahead. Then I'm going to go ahead and upgrade and um, trade in my girlfriend now for uh, somebody later on. That's <laughs> okay. what I'm going to do. Uh, good stuff on Twitter. Steven Steamboat uh, hits us up, says, feeling pretty good about my Ohio State plus seven pick. Wishing I would have had the stones to pick them on the money line. I, yeah. You know, it's funny. I was listening to Bernie last night with you guys, and we need to get into the coaching conversation. I thought he brought up some really good stuff about Jim Harbaugh. But, I mean, Arnie, he said that the the casinos, the, the, the betters, they really needed the underdogs tonight because there was so much money in on Clemson and Alabama. Uh, one for one with what Notre Dame and their backdoor cover today. And I would oh. imagine I would imagine that the books are feeling really good about this second game where they are right now. I, I think Alabama, 68% of the money came in on Alabama minus the um, uh, the points. This one was certainly a, more than that, maybe more than 70%, 75% on, on Clemson minus the points. So, yeah, the books are going to make a lot of money on that. Uh, let me get a couple of tweets here real quick beyond just Steve. I, I do want to address this. Because Jason, uh, who is a Steelers fan, has been patting himself on the back because he told us last Sunday that the yes. Steelers were going to rest starters, and he's only tweeted about it five times. Uh, Jason, congratulations. We just don't think it's the right move. It's not a matter as to whether or not they're going to do it. Great. Hey, congrats. You called it. Good job. But I don't think it's the right move. Uh, if we're talking about the NFL right here, the Steelers are standing pat on one good half over the last four games. I don't think it's a good move. Now, they're going to probably end up getting a break because it looks like Cleveland won't have half of their team yeah. <laughs> Sunday again because they're in the middle of a, a major COVID outbreak. But the NFL is like, ah, get over it. I'm sorry. I don't think it's the right move there. I don't think it's the right move in, in Kansas City. I understand if you get hurt, you're out, but at least playing for a half. At least find out if you have something right now because it's been a year unlike any other. We don't have all the practices that we do. Neither one of those teams, Pittsburgh or Kansas City, have looked all that great, and Kansas City's sitting there at 15-1. and one. So, hey, kudos on getting it right, Jason, but I don't know that I agree with it well, as a call. Well, well, by the way, it, what it's saying is we don't care if we have to play the Bills in Buffalo. They don't right. scare us. Um, let me ask you this. If the top oh. two teams got a bye, would you think they'd be sitting their players out? The answer is no. no way. So that's really a slap in the face uh, to the Buffalo Bills. Um, a couple of others here. Back to this game. Players win games, writes Isaac. Isaac Allen's been on fire tonight. And the Ohio State players just look better than Clemson's. 
So it would be sad to shortchange them and give the credit to the coaches who never set foot on the field. Um, so in other words, I think what he's trying to say more than anything else is in this instance, let's not get too carried away in the battle between Dabo and Ryan Day over who was 11 or who should be four. And what a dumb penalty by Clemson on fourth and one where they get an illegal motion. So yeah. now they have to punt it away to start the fourth quarter with Ohio State on top 42 to 21. I, you know, um, I was going to say, because go seven points is not that much of, of an underdog. Yeah, you're a little bit of an underdog, but it isn't like out of the realm of, of winning a game. And I think we got caught up with Alabama and that big line and saying that there was no way Notre Dame could win. And I think that that carried over to this game. Because like I said, seven, seven and a half is not, that's not crazy that a, uh, a team covers or wins that game. And okay, that's exactly me, what's going on in this fashion. Yes, that's a little crazy. Right. Uh, by the way, I want to point this out. Isaac's tweet was in response to uh, one of my buddies who pointed out that Clemson's struggles tonight defensively may have something to do with the fact that the offensive coordinator for Ohio State actually right. coached with the Clemson defensive coordinator whenever they were at Oklahoma. They went after each other for eight years in practice, so they know each other very well. His point about players, yes, my bad, Isaac. But I do think that understanding scheme, understanding the responsibility they put on certain players where you can expose them, I think it would work both ways. Arnie, I disagree with you. I think in okay. a championship game setting that a touchdown is a huge uh, number in a lot of ways. I mean, if you had a team that was a touchdown favorite in the Super Bowl, uh, we'd kind of sit back and are, are a touchdown favorite in the AFC or the NFC championship game. That's considered to be a, a fairly big spread, right? Um, no? Yeah, but I think it'd be I think it'd be about two to one if you were going to take the money line. By the way, another touchdown on the board. So um, this game is O V. E-R, right? Isn't it? Pretty much, I guess. If you're up by four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and it's pretty much done, I guess. What? You told me that Clemson was going to have the most amazing comeback we've ever seen. That's how we started the show, if I'm not mistaken, right? Are yeah, you sticking I, with that? I, 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 well, if they pull it off now, I'm the only one in America <laughs> that says that. I wonder what the inline betting is now for that. I'm going to have to look that up because I think Ohio State has like a 98% chance of winning this game at this point. An absolute dime again. I mean, I I don't know. We could sit here and go back and forth if you think maybe the knowledge that a Kevin Wilson has of Brent Venables is making a difference. We could talk about execution. We but you talk think about seven, players. You, you think seven is a, is a humongous spread where it's only like two to one or maybe plus 220. So you, you would see a game, a seven-point spread, and say, wow, I can't believe they're winning this game, right? Uh, well, I think with the way that it was talked, I mean, yeah. again, Arnie, you know, I live college football every right, day, right. every second of my life. So the way that this thing was being talked about, uh, you would have thought that it was right. A, a little bit larger. I, I think that sometimes I'm not as smart on the uh, spread side of things and understanding them as, as you are. That's why I talk to guys like Todd Furman and I listen to Bernie Fratto so I can educate myself because when I see a team's favored by a touchdown, that seems like a pretty large spread to me. But again, NFL spreads and college football spreads, it's like six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, right? They can, they can, be, um, they can be kind of similar in how you view them. And in other words, I mean, I, people are losing their mind if a team's a 10-point dog in the NFL and the, in college football. You're like, ah, that's just normal. So I, I, you might be right. But when I look at a seven-point spread, I see that as being rather large whenever we're talking about a championship matchup, right? That's right. me. That's me. Now – I, well, I pretty, also thought yeah. the number of games that Clemson played was going to factor into this from an experience <laughs> perspective, and also also from a from a players that they're playing without. They're playing without a lot of really good players that play regular snaps for them tonight too for Ohio State. I'm putting odds on Dabo saying 
Um, well, we'll take a, he'll take a jab at Ohio State saying something about six games. That's even money. I'll give you three to one. He'll say something like, our scout team played pretty well. So <laughs> <laughs> I can see that going on also. I, I'm actually intrigued to see if he uh, takes the upper road, the upper hand, and say, congratulations, Ohio State. They whooped our backside. They were the better team today. Or if he's going to take a few shots at, uh, at Ohio State. I'm looking forward to that. So we'll be able to hear that right away, right? Right, Bo? I mean, we'll be able to get post-game sound pretty quickly as soon as this game wraps up. Oh, Benson, our producer, by the way. Is that correct? Yeah. I think so. Uh, I'm yeah, saying it it's be, correct. It should be correct. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But, well, Arnie said so, and he runs the yes, show. So I, I run apologize. everything, so yeah. There you I go. I know DeSager will be all over it as well because, Arnie, I kind of think that uh, – I kind of think Dabo's been a man who has always taken his losses like you're supposed to as a coach. He's always one of those guys that gives credit to the other team. I think tonight could be different. Do you? I think I think really? tonight he I think he could go a little. Well, this is what happens whenever you only have to do half the work and you only have to play for half the season. I mean, what was the line that he dropped, which I thought was pretty brilliant, where he talked about if you get a business degree and you you only have to take half the classes and you get your <laughs> degree. I thought, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. I I respect Dabo Sweeney. I think he's done an incredible job. I think he's always handled wins and losses with grace and his kind of all shucksy darn mindset. Tonight, I think we see the heel turn, dude. I think we see him in his post game absolutely positively point a finger at playing a team that played fewer games tonight and was fresher. If you don't think that one game can make you go up or down in the draft, right? That's pretty much what you're saying. Uh, That's what I feel. Okay, let me ask you this. Does one game make you make you do a harsh decision. What I mean by that is, does Dabo get his butt kicked so bad that he actually considers the NFL? Or um, does this make him want to stay even more? Or it doesn't make a difference, but it's just one game, like you said. Or well, am I making I too know. much of one game? I don't know. Uh, I don't think that one game would bother me too much if I had DJ Uwe Angalale waiting to come in and play That's quarterback true. for me. That is true, right, yes. Or that signing class that Clemson has coming in. I mean, it. If they didn't have a good class, oh my gosh, Ohio State is just playing with so much swag right now. It's impressive. <laughs> but if they didn't have this recruiting class coming in that they have, if they didn't have the talent coming in that they have, then maybe I would look at it and say, oh, they kind of fell off in recruiting, yeah. so on and so forth. But I just think, Arnie, they're so talented that if I'm if I'm – if I'm Dabo. Dabo, I'm not going anywhere for a long time. I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering if, if you know, getting a beat down like this makes you want to stay more or if it um, makes you want to leave. And I guess in this case, it probably neither because he does have a good recruiting class, like you said. 49-21 with 14.03 to go in the game. When we come back, Arnie, the line's out. Todd Furman, our buddy from uh, the Fox uh, FS1 show, the Fox Bed Live show, has thrown out a number for Ohio State, Alabama. We'll guess the spread as we watch this butt-kicking play out in front of us right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 49, 28, six minutes to go in the game. The national what championship. What a dumb play. What a dumb play. We'll face mask. He had the first down. I didn't even realize he had grabbed his face mask. He had the uh, first down. He didn't have to do that. I didn't. I don't know if he meant to do it, Arnie. No, I don't think he meant to do it either. But he, after grabbing it, we got to let go. Jeez. Uh, but uh, it's. I mean, unless we have a comeback of a biblical proportion, I'm still it's thinking Ohio we State. may. 
and Alabama in the national championship game. Steve DeSager joined us to wrap up hour number two. And, you know, obviously these two games have been the focus of our attention today mm-hmm. here on Fox Sports Radio. But, man, Dan Mullen keeps digging himself a little bit of a, of a hole, doesn't he? That's right. He's going to fire two defensive assistants. That's the AP story tonight that secondary coaches Ron English and Torian Gray are out. Two lesser assistants were fired off the USC staff. When that was Is that of the scout team or uh, that's the real team? No, no, right? actual okay. staff members. Okay, didn't know. When didn't the know. USC two firings were announced on the pre previous show this evening the immediate response was oh so that was the problem they got it fixed now they're good to go but florida did allow 31 points per game this year of course the last couple of games kind of up that average because bama scored 52 and alabama this uh oklahoma this week scored 55 but the old miss that that opponent in the opener i mean they got 600 yards in that opening game old miss for crying out loud against florida so yeah two uh, secondary coaches fired tonight <laughs> according to ap as far as the florida gators now we had a blowout with alabama ripping notre dame 31 14 nick saban's had a lot of wins a lot of big wins More specifically, a lot of wins against teams ranked in the top four in the AP. How about this stat for Matt Brown, who's now at The Athletic, a great college football follow? Not just beating, but blowing out. He's beaten by at least 17 points, a top four ranked team, 11 different times in his coaching career. That is by far the most of anybody in college football history. No other coach has blown out a top four team more than five times in their career. Him, 11. So if you're looking for guys that are by double digits beating highly ranked teams in the poll it's like bobby bowden tom osborne bear bryant's on the list but nick saban is number one we did have the player thrown out in the first half of this game the clemson linebacker for targeting dean blandino the fox expert said tonight that is a foul at every level of football nfl included it's dangerous for the player getting hit that was the one where quarterback justin fields got a helmet right in the small of the back and he's been hurting ever since tonight he says it's also dangerous for the player doing the hitting that is not a textbook tackle you can't lower the head and hit with the crown in fact on the still photo that he tweeted you not only see that happening, but the guy delivering the tackle, his eyes are straight down to the turf, crown right, of the right. helmet straight into the smaller back. Illegal. People were arguing about out. that on Twitter like crazy. No. You know, it like was, that. That's why the rule yeah. exists, was for hits like that, honestly. Well, we mentioned early in the show tonight that the second quarter was the difference in this Ohio State blowout of Clemson. There's still four and a half minutes left in this game. I know. This game is never We're going ending. past midnight. <laughs> Ohio State's up 49-28, but the second quarter was the difference. The Buckeyes outgained them 229 yards to 34 in the second quarter and got them three touchdowns to none remember on the first drive of the night it was a punt for ohio state and then their next five drives were were all touchdowns so a lot Mm. of offense here and i assume a lot of offense a week from monday in a bama ohio state matchup that's monday january 11th in miami we know in the nfl we've seen a lot of offense as we go into this final sunday of the season it's a chance to be their most prolific scoring season in NFL history as far as points per game per team because there was an AFL season back in the 1960s where teams averaged 24 and a half points per game this year NFL teams are averaging 24.7 points per game this would be the all-time NFL record and 
AP dives deeper on this, that teams have gone for it on fourth down over 600 times this season, a record. They converted roughly 300 of the 600. Not bad. So the number of punts are way down, the chances to score, and the points scored are way up. So you can see how we get to there. there uh, was by, a, wait, wait, yes? by the way, real quick, I, I was watching the game. Um, did they just put the head coach of the New York Jets on there, Plank? Did you happen to see that? Is that who that was? <laughs> I saw Urban Meyer sitting Oh, it was Urban Meyer. Yeah. So it was the head coach of the New York <laughs> yeah. Jets. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. That, Boy, he's going to have Meyer. a tough decision in the draft after tonight. <laughs> uh, well, we mentioned a headline on last night's show about since the year 2020 ended that, of course, it's football in most of the top TV ratings for sports. But, in fact, it's the NFL that owned 82 of the top 85 sports TV audiences for the year 2020. I say that once again. One league 82 of the top 20, uh, top 85. Now, of course, the That's Super crazy. Bowl is number one, and then you get playoff games dotting throughout the top 20. If you go non-football games in the year 2020, non-football games, what would be the highest rated in non- U.S. television? Non-football telecasts. Non-football. T- I would have to just say what? Uh, and no, not NBA. Wouldn't be anything like that. I don't is know. It like it's the just... news channels or something, or, or is this just just sports? sports. Right? Okay, just sports. Okay, I thought you were going to try to throw a curveball. For non-football, like the answer soccer? is pretty much any Dodger postseason game uh, in October. Oh, really? Uh, because right, the NBA go. Finals had its highest game when that Heat great game five against the Lakers in October. That was still under nine million. There were Dodger postseason games, five of them, that got 9 or $10 million. In other words, more wow. than the NBA Finals. And then the highest-rated non-football game of the entire year was the Dodgers World Series clincher, which was near $13 million on Fox TV. So there you go. How about that? We do have— I Dodgers. Geez. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> never would have guessed it. On behalf of Los Angeles, still. <laughs> stop saying that. We still almost have two and a half minutes left in this game. It's <laughs> and Clemson's trying to score again. Unbelievable. I, I will say— the. Georgia Bulldogs, for what it's worth, in this home bowl game they had in Atlanta today, they were down to Cincinnati 21-10 after the third quarter. But the Bulldogs' defense had eight sacks. They came back to win 24-21. They kicked a 53-yard field goal to take the lead, and then there was a safety on the final play. So that's what made it a 24-21 final. Georgia's offense on third down conversions, though, was 1-11. for Cincinnati's offense, they punted eight times. Bearcats had 11 penalties as well. Lost a close one. Thanks, Steve. Uh, He's got an update coming up here in mere moments. And when we come back, Arnie and I will probably be able to talk some post-game. Ohio State, Alabama for the national championship next week. We'll preview it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a final for the first time in school history. Ohio State has beaten Clemson. Wow. And the Buckeyes will play Alabama next Monday night in, what, Miami for the national championship game. Wow. Let's go. You surprised? <laughs> you surprised, Arnie Spanier? Oh, yeah, of course I'm surprised. I'm surprised the way they did it. If they would have won by a close game, I wouldn't be all that surprised. But they dominated this game. I mean, um, especially when they got down early. It wasn't like uh, Clemson gave them some easy touchdowns early. It was 7 nothing, 14-7. Then uh, three straight touchdowns by Ohio State. Give them credit. They were the better team offensively. They were the better team defensively. They were the better coach team. Yeah. They deserve this victory. Uh, all the uh, kudos to the Ohio State Buckeyes. We're going to monitor all the post-game conversations. We're going to bring it to you live. Uh, well, we'll bring it to you here on tape on Fox Sports Radio. I don't think we're going to go to li- live Zooms because there is nothing more boring on the planet than sitting in a Zoom press conference where the first thing a, a reporter asks is, can you hear me? Can, can you hear me okay? 
but uh, I, I, you know what? I think I've done a 180. I think I think uh, Dabo Sweeney's going to take the high road here, Arnie. I really do. I think that whenever he comes out, we're seeing uh, all the post-game handshakes right here. Which I, I saw that, too. Cool. It looked like yeah. uh, it was a, a nice post-game handshake. Uh, if there yeah. was any animosity, we would have seen it right there and then. Yeah, I do, too. I, I think he would have been short and left. Uh, he'll probably say, I voted him number 11 because I wanted to make him number one twice. You know, I could see Dabo. <laughs> By the way, that was uh, an, an, an everyday but Saturday joke that I stole. But good I for like Ryan that. Day. Good for Ohio State. You know, I, I Aaron tweeted this moments ago, and I agree with him 100%. When you think back to when you and I would sit here on our Sunday night show, and the big question was whether or not we would even play college football. You – uh. You had people you were talking to that said the Big Ten's not even playing. And I kept right. hearing from all of my uh, Pac-12, or excuse me, Big 12 people, Big 12's playing because no one has told them not to. We kept hearing that the SEC was going to go and the ACC was going to go. And I think that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 just felt, hey, we're not going to play, so no one else is going to play. But then when the season started, I think you realized how important and how good Ohio State felt about their chances. So they started pushing like crazy. And Nebraska started pushing like crazy. And they, they got, got this league to take a shot at playing the season. Now, the Big Ten did Ohio State zero favors by how they set up the schedule. Right. But this is more than just about beating Clemson tonight, Arnie. This is about a, a, a team and to a lesser extent a league that really fought to make sure this season happened. This season has 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 been a challenge. It sucked in a lot of ways because of the restrictions, because of the protocols. But to have a moment like this is uh, pretty damn awesome with what we had throughout the uh, last couple of weeks leading up to it. Are we going to carry anything over from the 2020 season? Uh, are we going to, and I brought this up to you a long time ago, is this yep. going to be a way we're going to affect um, out-of-conference games where you maybe want to cut back on the travel? Uh, I saw that you know a lot of these bowl games were either canceled or um, a lot of people not interested. I'm wondering if we're going to keep you know knock away the bowl games games and maybe get 16 teams in. And by the way, with Ohio State winning, uh, being a seven-point underdog, maybe it proves that we can have more than four teams in the playoffs so we could do that. So, uh, And, and I, I would love to get rid of the bowl games. I'd like to make that part of the uh, new year because it, it, I guess it kind of worked with uh, 2020. We, we got rid of a lot of them. I, I don't really don't want to bring them back. Well, uh, I don't know. I still kind of dug the Mayo Bowl celebration where the Wisconsin quarterback <laughs> dropped the trophy in the locker room. But that's room. it, though. That. That's the only part you know, though. You that's know? all I know about. Right. You know, yeah. I, I do think this as we wait for some, some post-game sound from uh, Dabo and Ryan Day as Ohio State has moved on. Uh, Arnie, what would you see that, that early number was? Seven, seven and a half right now for Alabama? Yeah. yeah. O- over on the one from 77 up to like 78 and a half, 79 now, I guess. Um. I think that as as fun as this has been to watch Ohio State surprise everyone uh, and then Alabama continue its domination, which wasn't very fun. It was a very boring game. But I do think that college football missed a major possible um, addition this year. Everywhere, every sport had to do something different with its playoffs and its postseason, right? Uh, baseball, completely different. The NBA had a play-in tournament for that final spot. Uh, the NFL added a playoff team and for some reason did everything they could to not add an eighth playoff team from each conference over the last few weeks. Right. You know, I don't know if that number is six or if it's eight, but I really think that uh, d- despite the results today, these are when, when you get people that don't want to expand the playoffs say, well, look what happened today. Okay, maybe, but I would have loved to have seen a, an Oklahoma play in Ohio State. I would have loved to have seen a Cincinnati after what they did today uh, have a shot at one of these teams. Sure. 
I just I, I wish we would have expanded. I wish we would have gone from six to eight or something of that nature because I really felt like it could have given a little bit more oomph to these bowl games. Just use your New Year's Day six bowls. Make it make it eight, and then your these two bowls right here could still be the final four teams, and you can still have your championship game. I just I really think in all this excitement, I'm not disrespecting anything for Ohio State or Alabama. Uh, when all was said and done, they might have been the two best teams all season long. We definitely know Alabama was. I just wish we would have had an expanded playoff field this year. I think it would have been fun. And you well, would have we had an excuse. We could have tried it out. I mean, like everybody else would have done. Could you imagine the earlier games um, coming down to the wire uh, with the uh, winner surviving and advancing? The fact that it had no meaning, it was like uh, Cincinnati playing the Detroit Lions during a uh, uh, playoff weekend if, if it has no meaning out there. So, yeah, I would have liked to see that also. That would have been a golden opportunity to get it to 16. I, I still want to get rid of the bowl games, and I'm wondering if this has any change on what's going to happen in some of the conferences. Um, is Notre Dame finally finally going to join a conference? Are we going to have any of these super conferences that we've been talking about for the last couple of years? I wonder if that's going to come into play too. You know, this is uh, this is really a couple of really good tweets that just rolled in. Speaking of the Big Ten thing, Don Williams hit us up on Twitter and writes, this just makes my point I've been saying all season long. The new Big Ten commissioner should be Barry Alvarez. <laughs> now, you know, Barry Alvarez and what Wisconsin has had to do you know, they, the NCAA came out, and I, again, just to kind of give you a full breakdown of, of how he would be exceptional in that role, the NCAA comes out after the uh, basketball season and then baseball and softball got postponed last year and said, spring athletes get another year of eligibility. Yeah, this year didn't count. Barry Alvarez came out and said, no, they don't. Not at Wisconsin. Uh, we've told them that they're they're moving on with their careers because the NCAA can say that, but they don't right. have to pay for it. They don't have to fund the scholarships. I mean, it's if I'm not paying for anything, I'm like, oh, you you guys go do what you want. Uh, Barry Alvarez was the guy. Whenever we started getting to the point where it realized that Ohio State could be in trouble if they don't play in the Big Ten championship game, that said, we got to change this rule. We got we got to change this rule about having to. Uh, what was it? You could only miss two games, and Ohio State missed one because of COVID issues, had a couple other canceled on them. The Big Ten changed the rule. Then they changed the rule about their contact tracing. Barry Alvarez, for Ohio State fans, I know that you've got a great rivalry with with Wisconsin, but holy smokes, Arnie, he's been key to making sure that the Big Ten could still be in this position right now. You know how we always said that the Big Ten did Ohio State no favors by getting them started late? It may have cost them a chance to play in the championship. Now you look at it, the Big Ten did Ohio State, all the favors in the world by only having get six games in there and going a chance to play for the national championship. Uh, Justin and Cincy writes, who's having a better night tonight, stinking genius or Clemson? Who would you take? I think I would take uh, you. Yeah, I mean, right I'm now. having a good night. No, I'm, why? Am I having a Clemson-type night? I'm feeling good. I don't think so. I think you're good. Uh, yeah. uh, Rod writes, the reason Dabo was running his mouth is because he knew Ohio State would kick their butts. The proof <laughs> is in the pudding. Okay, it, it's funny that you say that. But in and I spend a lot of time uh, in overanalyzing stupid college football angles like this. There were some that thought he needed to do something to make sure that he got his team's attention and to make sure that you know they were they were realizing just how fired up they need to be. So maybe this was intentional to try to get his team's attention, is what a lot of people said. Wrong team's attention, huh? I I don't care. I mean, listen, Dabo Sweeney's uh, going to win more championships than I'll ever dream about. But it just that's who you're that's who you're playing. You know, you're talking gas about the team, Arnie, that you're playing. And you can say it's not disrespectful, but they're not going to say, oh, well, hey, guys, hold on. 
Dabo said it's not disrespectful to us, said he doesn't think we belong in this, so uh, it's okay. Uh, I'm seeing on Twitter a lot of people are saying that the crowd was chanting Dabo uh, at the uh, at the end of the game. Not the crowd, the Ohio State fans, I should say. Probably, probably not the uh, Clemson fans, but the Ohio State fans were, were chanting Dabo. It's coming out all over Twitter about this. I love well, it. Well, and I, I will say this. The, it, if that's coming all over your Twitter timeline, Oklahoma fans who are calling out Oklahoma's former running backs coach who apparently had led to Trey Sermon's transfer is all over my wow. Twitter timeline right now. We'll get yeah. in fact in fact, it's so all over my Twitter timeline that Baker Mayfield just tweeted about it, Arnie. That's how <laughs> Baker Mayfield just tweeted at Jay Bulware, who's the current Texas running backs, or Texas special teams coordinator, was the OU running backs coach. Super dude. Great guy. But Baker Mayfield, they someone had tweeted the picture when Trey Sermon's staring at the camera, and uh, and Baker Mayfield retweeted it, tagged Jay Bulware, and said, how's UT? And he's at Texas now. A lot of people think that the relationship between Bulware and Trey Sermon is why he decided to transfer. Wow, yeah. Uh, and and lo and behold, they're making sure that he's hearing it right now. Yeah, not a not a good I, night on that front. Not a uh, good Gary, night on that front. Gary Parrish put this out. He said Justin Fields was just asked on national television for his message to anybody who suggests Ohio State's the number 11th ranked team in the country, quote unquote. I'm not even going to comment about that. He said, I'm just glad we won. So he definitely took the high road, no doubt about that. Yeah, I'll be, and, and again, I don't expect Dabo to backtrack at all, but I do think that it won't be a situation. Cause I, I would love more than anything else, I would love to see a situation where Dabo Sweeney comes out and says, well, of course, they were the fresher team. They only had to play six games to be here. What else did you guys expect? How I've great would that be? How great would that I, be? I would love it. I would. It would set so, so many people would be on fire right now. I would. I would. I would stay on for the next show. We would say <laughs> if that happened, unbelievable. We, we would tell. I think Brian yeah. knows in for Jonas and I. Were like, uh, no show. Just to, you yeah. take the night off. We got yeah. you on that front because I don't think he will. But no. uh, we won't put it out of the uh, context here. We're just sharing some post-game thoughts. Tony Barnhart, who has covered college football for a long time, was kind of following our whole mind uh, conversation topic with this take. When the Big Ten decided to pull out of the 2020 college football season on August 11th, it was Ohio State that led the charge to reconsider. Why? Because the Buckeyes knew they had a team capable of doing this. Right. Now Ohio State will play Alabama for the national championship. Wow. I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, the Sugar Bowl trophy is pretty awesome. Ryan Day can't even pick the thing up. He's like, oh, wait, am I supposed to grab this thing now? I'm, I'm actually surprised that as I'm watching Twitter and all the feeds and television that that one person has said, um, I was waiting for the asterisk, uh, easy for me to say, remark there. You got to put it by, they don't deserve six Ks, blah, blah, blah. But we haven't gotten any of that just quite yet. Um, you know? Let me see. Hold on. Let's <laughs> Why you? Am I not looking at the right person? Uh, no, no, no. Right- no, I, I just, you know it's coming. You know that it's going to it's gonna pop out of here at some point. Because, Next week, maybe, if yeah. they win, or well, two weeks. I, I mean, I'm sure there is a, a large Let's faction see. of Clemson fans. Let me see here. Texas A&M fans. Maybe. maybe <laughs> some Oklahoma fan. Well, of course, they're the fresher team. If, if we would have had to only play six games, we'd be this good too. You know, it, it, here's the thing though, is if this had been like a one-score game and there was a controversial call or something that led to Ohio State winning the game, then maybe we could have that conversation. Arnie, they beat them 49-28. to 28. You yeah. know, They beat them by three scores. The game started and they had 14 points comes and they couldn't get anything going after that. No, oh, it's unbelievable, isn't it? So, 
I, I will be the first one to say that if that is your take, I understand it. There's been many of us who have debated whether or not they deserve the opportunity after having only played six games during the regular season. But Ohio State said, all right, you take that mindset and watch what we're going to do to everybody's little golden child, Clemson. And they buried him tonight. This has been impressive yeah. to watch. I don't think that this last game isn't going to carry more weight. You know, um, you were saying you didn't think so. I look at it like when you're going to with college. Wait, you know, when you the, say carry more weight with what? You know, just like with the draft and stuff like okay. that. Because when you go to college, the final is always worth like 55 or 60%. The earlier tests are only worth like 10 or 15%. Earlier games might not have obviously didn't carry as much weight as this game. What this game might do to Justin Fields, it's going to get him in the conversation, I believe. Or it may get somebody that may want to trade up and, and get him if, if the Jets don't want to take him. I'm not sure. I like what Paul said. Paul writes, Justin, uh, Justin Fields is playing so well tonight, you know the Jets have no intention of drafting him. <laughs> there, you, there you go. They'll trade the back is what they'll do. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.